am Shade Anose and you are listening to the SNC Podcast. This is a podcast featuring conversations with Nigerian music producers, audio engineers, songwriters, and music executives about music and the business of music. Kicking off our 11th episode is Benny Macaulay, a budding music producer and established audio engineer. Benny's journey into the music industry started as a rapper before he made the decision to pivot to music production and audio engineering. He has worked with artists such as Tommy Thomas, Rugged Man, Debbie Romeo, and DJ Spinal and Jimmy Jatt. My conversation with Benny covered his past and future music projects, his take on the critique of producer and engineer tags, and more. Hello, Benny. Hi, Shade. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you here. Yeah, yeah, the pleasure is on mine. So if you could just give us a quick primer about your background. I know that you come from a family of five. This is some CIA shit. <laughs> some FBI shit. Don't mess with me. So yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, pretty much family of five from Delta State. Yeah. Um, how'd you get into music? Or how did music find you? I don't even I don't I don't even remember how that started. I just know that one day I just liked the idea of writing um lyrics. You know, I just give my pen and try to scribble out some things. You know, that was like between uh 07, 08, 09 and 010. And that was it. Then um so I was doing the rapping thing during that period. I was with some guys. It's like more like a label type thing, but uh, they're not forthcoming. So I decided I was gonna Go into music production, you know, and I I figured that you know what to be I'm gonna I'm gonna need money right to push the music obviously so I figured so production was more for me than was more like a plan B let's make money let's learn to do this let's make a lot of money and make a lot of connections so I can work with these artists I want to work with it regardless I can have money to push the music regardless but at the end of the day I just uh, nobody want to listen to rap anymore so yeah that that part has evolved. Out of the system. Yeah, it's a boy. I mean, boy, I pretty much just make music now. And what was your rap name? Benny. Now, you released, uh, apparently, during your rapping, called Eight Figures. Eight Figures was on my track. Eight Figures was like the, the very first track I produced. Yeah, that was like the very first kind of little bit of major, you know, because I did it was for Rugged Man and Reminis. It was like back in 2013. That was like just a year after I started making beat. A year from the very first day I picked up a laptop to make a beat. And if you could talk more about that, because I read you were self-taught. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, you know, with the internet and everything, you can, like, be whatever you want to be right now. Yeah. You can actually learn to become a surgeon and be very good at it. Surgeon, no, I think that, I think you need to go to school. Oh, no, no. You can learn to be that online. Trust me. It has to do with you and your willingness to get your knife and cut something up. So, you mean to tell me before you go on, you would prefer a surgeon who learned how to... No, I'm not going to prefer... No, 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 no. You're a busy champion. No, no, I'm not going to prefer a surgeon. But the thing is, right, if he doesn't tell me, do you get what I'm saying? And I know that he can do his stuff. I'm not going to be worried about how he got his knowledge. I mean, I know I've seen him deliver on many occasions, right? See, I'm not going to be bothered like, you know what? I should learn to do the thing online. So yeah, but basically that's how I, I mean, I got to where I am. And I'm still obviously learning every day. You know, I go online, I get tips. So pretty much that's it. What I, was, what I did then was uh, I go online, I get these tutorials and I try to make beats, try to replicate beats from other songs. So then I would make two beats every day, morning and evening for a year straight. So by the end of the year, I was actually able to make very good beats. 
And what was it like working with Reminis and um, Rugged Man? Oh, it, it, was, it was it was so much fun. Yeah, I can remember it was so much fun then. And I okay, I started making beat the whole of twenty twenty twelve. Then from twenty thirteen, I learned I started learning to mix and master songs. So yeah, the the eight figures I produced it, I mixed and mastered it. So it was, it was a fun process. Okay, and then what software did you start with for production? Fruity Loops, but then I moved to Logic. Still within around twenty twelve. Yeah. What what was the rationale behind moving from FL to Logic? I don't know. I just kind of liked Logic. I mean, I liked FL. I did eight figures with FL. I produced the beat with FL. Yeah. Then I recorded and mixed and mastered then with Logic. But what time I just kind of like moved the whole thing to Logic. Cause Logic is very direct. Yeah, because a lot of producers and engineers always talk about the workflow. Yeah, yeah. It's straightforward. You just want to do something. Just play and that's it. I mean, Logic. So over the course of my research, you also used to work. You actually still work with DJ Jimmy Jack. Talk about how you actually met him and how instrumental he has been in your life so far. First of all, I'm actually a little bit... Should I say amazed that there's a research done on me? Where does I even start? <laughs> How does that even begin? Yeah, OJB. So yeah, Okujimi. I met Okujimi in 2000. It was late 2013. I met him at, uh, first of all, I first met him at uh, a lucky block party. Cause, but then I didn't really, 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 really get to meet him then. It was the next year, February. Uh, we met properly like around February of 2014 when um, there's, the, there's a DJ, one of his DJ assistants then wanted me to produce some tracks for him. So I met Okujimi and I told him like, this is who I was. And well, I, I have a studio at the back though. Nobody uses it. If you want to check it out, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm pretty much out here. When did you now approach him that, you know, of the tracks you do i want to not start mixing and mastering how did you make that transition I, I didn't need to he always come around and see me working that's it i might i might be working and because so then i used to like even get lost in my production and consumer comes he'll be standing here for like five minutes i wouldn't notice but my, my, i mean i'm just looking at it i'm trying to be you know the music is loud and i'm just and i just don't mind i just laugh he's a very great guy i don't think there's anybody in the industry that will tell you different i don't think there's anybody that will tell you uncle jimmy is a bad person it's a consistent thing you hear about him as well. Yeah, yeah. And some of the things that you worked with um with DJ Jimmy Jack was you mix and mastered his song with Whiskid, the Oshe. Yeah, his album before that album, the one from Industry. Most of the songs I produced, I, I can't remember how many I produced, but I think it was like five, then I mixed and mastered like 10 or 15. Then this new album, yeah, and I mixed and mastered the whole thing. And then you also did DJ Spinal. You did his album and then... Yeah, I did this album, the two albums. What was that like working with um, Spinal? Uh, Spinal is a great guy, man. Spinal is, I mean, Spinal is like one of those guys that just go out and tell people, "Oh yeah, you need to work with Benny. You need to work with." Benny. Yeah, the guy is a great guy, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very appreciative of the people that don't come around and try to get my service for free. Spinal is not that kind of a person. He understands that you know what, this is business. At the end of the day. So he pays for his services that he's getting from me. Do you understand? And this is the best part. When we did um, 10, let's say I ch- hypothetically I charged him 500k to mix the whole album. The next year it comes and I'm like, uh, Spino, I'm not going to charge you 500k. We're going to go up now because, yeah, things have actually gone up. Everything is up. I said, okay, cool, no problem. And we take it to like maybe 900. That's the kind of person I want to work with. the kind of people I like to work with because they understand that this is, this is business. This has to, this growth, growth has to be like constant for everybody because, I mean, you're going to make money off this thing. So I should, you know, I mean, is a great guy. Spinner is an amazing person. That's good. It's really nice to hear. How do you go about, just kind of going back to that, when you work with people or you meet people who want to, I guess, 
have you have your services be a part of their project and they don't either want to pay you or they say oh do it for i guess free publicity oh no i, I don't i don't i don't bother with that i don't even do it i honestly i, I prefer to have uh, three people and i work with these three people and they pay me for my shit <laughs> i'd rather have that i have 10 people that are not paying me yeah at the end of the day you don't need so much you know i don't know i just feel once you have the right people around you that's it that's life so it says more about quality than quantity pretty much what would you say are some of the challenges that you face i feel like i'm white because every day i wake up i'm like oh, i need to get better i need to get better that's like my biggest issue like i feel genuinely feel like i'm white I feel like uh, my stuff is very, very terrible. And every, uh, just like, I think maybe once in a while, during the process of making something, and once it's done, I'm like, um, okay, maybe it can be better. Then sometimes you really enjoy it even beyond, you know, you know, this is great. This is nice. This is nice. But after a while, you're like, uh, you move on. I mean, I don't look back. I don't like to look at the, look back on the past because I feel like it distracts from the now. But I feel like, um you saying that you feel like you're whack granted that may be self-effacing but i think it's a good thing to there's you you feel like there's always room for improvement oh no it's the best it's the it's the best thing for it i think it's the best thing for anybody the the first step to having any sort of growth is understanding that you need to grow and then just going back to some of the challenges like i said about um being an audio engineer in the nigerian music industry well for audio engineering it's it's the usual oh you mix a song and the person comes back and be like um i want to i think i think this we should make this sound like that this should sound like this the kick should sound a bit like this and sometimes you don't know what they want i've sent um songs to people like well, listen please this is you know this is your final song mix the bastard and they're like oh yeah but i feel like this is sound like this should sound like it's cool you know what because i always like, I'll let you understand that like, you know what just listen to it if you have any corrections i'll gladly make this correction so you can send it back to me and they're like yeah they want to have make these corrections and i say okay cool and i wait the whole day the next day because i'll tell you maybe i'll tell you like you know what 8 p.m i'm gonna send it to you I'll make the correction by 8 p.m. and I'll send it back to you. Like, because the whole day I don't do nothing. 8 p.m. I send them the same song, same same thing, nothing different. No, I, don't, I don't make no correction. They're like, oh, yeah, it sounds better. <laughs> so you see, so there's a lot of people like that that you, you come across every day. But pretty much it's it's fun because for the sound engineering bit, I don't have any restrictions with who am I work with. I mean, all I'm going to do, all I need to do is to make your song sound as crispy and as heavy and as dope as and as commercially appealing as it can be to be able to compete with international market. So whatever you give to me, that's what I'm going to work with. Basically, I'm going to do my best. So I mean, sometimes I've had to adjust keys and, you know, notes and people singing and that you can, you need to do that. I had the kind of audio engineer who, because I spoke to Focus Ramon one time and he said that a lot of times what he does is that he mix, he does two mixes. The mix that he thinks is good for the person and the mix that the person wants. And he said nine out of ten times, that just saves him a lot of stress, but nine out of ten times, he the, the mix that he does for what he thinks the person should pick is what gets picked. So do you tend to mix that way so that it just saves you stress? I don't exactly mix that way. I just mix... I just mix, um, you know, to the way I believe it's the best, and I present it. If they want, if they want to make any corrections, they're gonna make it regardless. Even if you make two, if you do two mixes, they're still gonna end up be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want this, I want my bass to sound like that. So yeah, so I want, I just do one mix. At the at the end of the day, there's the the there's some people that understand your work and trust the process, and they believe, you know what, just give me the best. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Do you get what I'm saying? 
and there's some that they don't even know what they want so but pretty much you i don't try to compromise on my quality because of that but i just try to meet in the middle you know make sure when this goes out there they say who did it they say it's benny and it's like oh great work always i want to always hear great work you know i don't want to hear complaints and stuff so i try to do my best regardless of what the person wants so at the end of the day it's about meeting in the middle what's up with the tag we love benny michael how's that that's just it's cool thank you first of all it's just different yeah well i want people to love me i don't even know how that came about but i remember one day i was like you know what i was at somebody in the studio i'm like you know can you help me record this we love benny michael because i don't know I, I don't i think i've heard some somebody say i don't know where where, where, where i heard it though, but i'm like you know what just record this for me and i'm gonna use this as my dad because yeah you see the music gives you the power to actually this is gonna sound evil but to hypnotize people and control people. So if you hear we love Ben Macaulay 10 times, yeah, at, at some point you're going to start loving, you're going to start believing that you're going to start loving. Yeah, I'm not a terrible person. I don't I don't think I'm, I'm a hard person to love anyways, but she makes it easier, I guess. It makes it just, just gets the message out there. And just going back to either producer tags or audio engineer tags, what's your take on the criticism that, I don't know if you've seen that, you see people talk about like a lot of times in Nigeria, that I've saw a hashtag someone saying, Jersey no song, that they feel like a lot of Nigerian producers put their tags on songs and eventually it, it comes across like there's just too much. So it's like we love Benny McCauley produced by this person on one song. What what's your take on that? Okay, see the thing is yeah, first of all, I don't necessarily think it's uh it's a bad thing because the music system in Nigeria don't work. Nobody's getting proper pay for their, you know, for their services. Nobody's getting royalties. So now that's the best way for the sound engineer to get or to to like pretty much advertise himself. It's not like in in US where everything is proper. Everything is you have something to split shit. Everybody has to get their percentage of everything, and they're making millions of dollars. They don't care about putting their tag on this stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? But do you think things are changing now that a lot of producers in Nigeria now are, like are becoming more aware of the importance of split sheet? Um, it's not. It's not about you being aware. I've been aware for like a long time. If the system don't work, there's no need because you draw a split sheet with somebody today, and there's nobody. Because there's no publishing company to enforce that. The split sheet is supposed to be enforced by the publishing company because when they put out the song and everything, they get the money out from the other digital sources and everything, and they give to the artist. The publishing company is supposed to be like, this is the producer's share. This is the artist's share. Well, they just take the money and give to the artist because they're not even proper publishing companies anyways you know they're just a few guys do you understand what i'm saying so so none of that even if you're aware but as far as producer tag goes you mean producer tag can be there it's a producer do you get what i'm saying I, I feel you just owe it to the artist to have a good tag that can sound nice you don't have a horrible tag because when you have a horrible tag it's not going to sound nice and they start thinking oh this is crap and when they don't want the song you start feeling about oh, i produced the song but if you do a better job of having a good tag because some people have very terrible tags i'm not gonna lie so yeah so if you have a good tag what i mean to probably to make the song sound even sweet it sound like a sample rather than just some random stuff i don't i don't put when i when i mix and master songs i don't put tag i've actually had people ask me to put it have you dealt with artists that say they don't want your tag on the song well you have to be um, you have to be proper pay me to for me to do that like you have to be proper pay me we have to draft contracts and like very 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 strong contract and i have to get like 1 million or 1.5 million naira up front royalty payment then i know you know what you're trying to do real business yeah you're trying to take this music and go and make make money so if my target is on it i know like in the next i mean in the first quarter of the year i'm gonna get a certain percentage of royalties whatever as in we have to we have to be ready to do that but yeah so i don't think anyone's ready to do that yet i guess i don't i doubt so let's you know what 
at the end of the day, there's really nothing wrong with it. I I I think if if for an artist, you want to carry along the the spirit of the producer and your music. Cause music is very spiritual. If if his tag is there, if his tag is on the song, it feels like you know what this is a proper part of me that is going out there. And you have like you have his blessings per se. Oshie <laughs> pastor. Yeah, you do. You, you see, it's very spiritual. People don't understand. No, it is. I just always see the comments online i've had people ask me you know what what about your tag i'm like oh i don't use tags when i'm when i mix a master song i didn't want it but i don't want to because first of all i don't want to be boxed in as a sound engineer because trust me i've mixed over 100 songs i can't even remember some of them so if i had tags if i had tags on them a lot of people would think more of me as a sound engineer i mean i would have blown up per se because i've done big songs all i need is just slap my tags on them and they're big songs so you're going to be like all over the place as a sound engineer more, you know, and yeah, and I don't want that. Yeah. I'm just trying to push a brand, you know, like a music producer, sound engineer, fitness model, you know, that <laughs> all around dope guy. Yeah. Trying to make music, make money. So you put on uh, a house EP a year or two ago. Yeah. A year ago. And it featured Tommy Thomas. Can you talk a bit more about that? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, Tommy is a great artist and we figured, you know what, let's create something special and just put it out there and that was it that ep took us like what a week to make roughly uh just roughly a month okay month it took us a month to make because of our recording times but i made all the beats in like a week and why the choice of the genre house is that a genre that you also like i love house music i make house music yeah i, I make all kinds of music actually but you see i like so i just feel like you know what let's okay we actually intend to trust me a lot of other things going on because we're trying to put we're going to put out the uh, traps or ep we're done that actually we like we're done then we do like a dance hall then i have my own nobody knows about yeah it's like uh it's for me it's a quickie p i call it a quickie p it's a it's just four songs it's just that i just show that i can actually try and small and do a little bit of singing but yeah so yeah that's that's it you know so we decided to make the house one first and whatever project you put us also going to still be under benny macaulay right it's not going to be a different moniker no no it's benny macaulay no, you know, you know how some people, they separate their production from their artistry, like as performing artists? The thing is, yeah, I really don't want to be, I don't exactly want to be a performing artist. It, it's weird. Maybe I'm just scared to go. So I'm like, hey, yeah, 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 gonna... But yeah, I really don't want to be, I just want to put music out. But yeah, I know I'm going to have to perform at some point if I eventually put music out. And some of the people that you have produced for, you have DKT, Baba, and LAX. Yeah, Shalaye. Oh yeah, DKT, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Yeah, you have, you did Uriel's Unwoke Oma. That was a while back, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a while back. You did um, DJ Nana featuring Among Me. Oh, this is, uh, I can't even remember these songs. Like, is it real? No, but you say you have like, done, I don't like a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Mixing and mastering a lot. Yeah. Production just a, pretty much done a few stuff, I guess. And what artists are you looking forward to working with? I'm not exactly looking forward to working with anybody in particular. Mm-hmm. But I feel it happens. Yeah, sure, why not? Do you get So, that's it. What artists do you, l- currently, are you like, you like their sound a lot actually we kid niggas i mean it's it's ever it's just ever growing so that's that beautiful um you know my my usual suspect tommy thomas um india oh yeah india is such a great artist yeah it's dope wait wait what happened to grip boys maybe when you have uh, know, maybe when you have the grip I boys po- podcast <laughs> i know i'm just joking 
Yeah, but I mean, those guys are dope. Yeah. So yeah, man. Primo, there's a lot. I mean, I have a lot of people that I'm actually working with. There's this girl, Debbie Romeo. She's very dope. I've heard of that. Yeah, very dope. Well, I did one song for her recently, um, Poppin'. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that. Yeah. Um, Debbie's pretty dope. Then there's a guy, too, a friend of mine, Kasarachi. We have stuff coming out. We have done, like, our EPs. It's dope. And you've also made some mastered songs for Mastercraft. Mastercraft is, like, the most amazing person. Probably hates me now because I've not seen him for most of the year. Because I've just, throughout 2017, I pretty much just went into my shell mm-hmm. and stayed away from, I think, pretty much everybody, which can be bad, you know. But, yeah, that's what happened. I was just going from the studio to the gym and back that's it studio gym studio gym studio gym because i was trying to develop something you know create a, a whole different image per se you know but mastercraft is an amazing person yeah it's you know uber talented and all that you know we've, we've done a lot of stuff together great guy yeah because i interviewed um vtech early last year yeah and one of the comments he said is that even though mastercraft's People can say that he makes bumblebum music. <laughs> it's not though. But he's saying that even if even if you're going to like make that comment, the, the beauty is that Mastercraft is still very musical. Yeah. No, he's very. He used to say something. I have finishing. That's what he says. Yeah. Like if he has a finishing that I have, like Mastercraft is, is is a musical genius. Do you get what I'm saying? I know because with music, yeah, with with making music, regardless of all the knowledge you have, you probably need like ten percent of all the knowledge you have to make music. Masaka probably has hundred percent of that knowledge, and I just have ten percent that is needed. Do you get? So if he decides to exceed the ten percent, he goes and gets something out. Pretty much, that's it. Masaka is a great, he's an amazing person. Now let's go into the fun random questions. All right, fun random question. FRQ. <laughs> Only you. Only you has given me that acronym. Yeah. Form around the question. Cool. I like that. All right. First question is, what is something that is really popular now, but in five years, see, you can be playing on your five years, people will look back on and be embarrassed by? Probably a lot of technologies, I guess. You know, maybe like, um, yeah, pretty much technologies. I think it's just going to be technologies from your phone, the Bluetooth services to the sc- where the screen is. It's mostly tech-based. Now, what is something that you recently realized that you are embarrassed by? I don't think there's anything. Yeah, are you happy with the muscles you have? You're not embarrassed by them? The only thing is, I'm starting to get sexually harassed. By who? By women. By women? Yeah, they just grab my boobs in public. Are you serious? Yeah. How does that happen? Well, hi, you have nice chest. And I'm like, okay, cool, it's fine. It's cool. But yeah. Sometimes, I, I think, yeah, because this is one time, I'm not going to say the name of the person, yeah, and I know you, but I don't, like, I don't know you, know you, know you, but I know you, and you see me, and the first thing you do is grab my chest, you go and you just grab it, and after she did it, she realized, that, oh, I shouldn't have done this, because it's part, and she just walked away. I apologize on their behalf, because it's wrong, and because, you know, if it's women... You know, when I, whenever I say this thing, people look at me funny, but I'm like, listen, but if I come to you yeah. out there and grab you by the boob, you're going to feel very uncomfortable, yeah. do you understand what I'm are you gonna actually maybe just go online and label me rapist or whatever but yeah you guys can do it because you're women but you see it's cool so women please start grabbing beanie leave his chest but actually you can grab though (laughs) okay so make up your mind which one do you want just grab with permission yeah yeah it's nice to ask can i yeah sure sure why not and i'll enjoy it better okay so please no grabbing without permission third question is if you could sum up the internet in three words what will they be three words i can say knowledge unlimited because there's so much knowledge you can just get from the internet like literally you can people don't understand you can actually sit in your house and learn to be whatever you want to be just filter filter what you get because there's 
so many you can be bombarded with all that knowledge and you actually end up not learning anything a final question is when you're having a bad day what do you do to make yourself feel better i laugh myself i don't think i have bad days honestly i i i just um i don't think i have bad days but if if i have bad days maybe i'll go to, i'll just go to the gym and that's it i feel i feel i want to lift do deadlift once i've done deadlifts yeah i'm good because all that pump of lifting like 200 kg oh lord you feel like you know what i'm a god you get endorphins yeah that's true when are you going to release your next project is it going to be an individual project for you because i know you talked about that or are you, going to, are you going to release a collaborative project first before you release your own individual project i think it's going to be a collaborative project first but at the end of the day there's really no formula so however you know it feels and whatever feels right at the time that's what i'm gonna do so but i'm hoping i'm hoping i'm honestly the reason i I kind of like paused because i'm trying to rebrand my image fully you know so i'm i, I need to, to scrub my instagram page not necessarily though but yeah the, you know, just like re rebrand the image okay what are you trying to rebrand it to oh a very sexy beast oh <laughs> your arms look very sexy ish I'm a muscle. <laughs> so, so yeah, hopefully by the middle of next year, man should start to look hot. Right now, man's not. Hot. That's what I'm trying to do. We're trying to, you know, yeah, be more appealing. So yeah, maybe they can actually love me. I totally see that. I totally see that. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Cool. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you, Beanie. Yeah, I think the pleasure was on mine. Definitely. The SNC podcast is produced by Fola Shade Anozie and Tommy Wafaumi. To ensure that you do not miss out on subsequent episodes. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We are also active on Twitter and Instagram at the same name. Alternatively, I am on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers.